All right, Jake. Again, my fun fact that I am using for my intro today is still from weareteachers.com. Yay, teachers. Now, did you Welcome know... back to school. Yes, back <laughs> yes. to school. Now, Jake, did you know that sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins? Like underwater? Just in general, they can hold their breath longer. Wow, wait, what did you just say? Sloths, the slowest creature on Earth, can do something better than another animal? I know, right? It says dolphins need to come up for air every 10 minutes. But by slowing their heart rate, sloths can actually hold their breath for 40 minutes. Wow. So they really are the yeah, slowest they're, animal? They really are the slowest <laughs> animal. Any we should all be like sloths, maybe, you know, get the CO2 down. Indeed. Indeed. So, yes. Yeah, so, everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Wait, Wait what, what Did You, you Just say? say? Hosted by myself, Ashley Kay. And it's your boy, Jake the Gay. Whoop, whoop. So, yes, yeah, say today we have a very fun episode planned for you. I don't know if it'll be fun. It might be traumatic. Okay, that's true. Maybe a little more traumatic. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot of shit today about things you probably did not want to know about, but it's going to be great. <laughs> so I actually wanted to start off because, uh, you know, we usually like, how are you doing, et yeah. cetera. I have a crazy ass fucking story to Okay, tell you. I like crazy stories. So, okay, my day off on Monday, I was like, yes, everyone's out of my hair. I'm going to finish editing an episode. It's going to be a good day. Just me, my nausea medicine, and a laptop, right? And I get this message from my 24 pet watch or whatever, mm -hmm. um, the people that do, like, the microchipping. Uh, so when we adopted our cat, um, when you get a cat from the Humane Society, they come with a chip, and then you register it online. So that way if your cat is lost, it gets scanned, you get your cat back. Mm. It's a good idea, right? Except for the fact that someone did not match up the correct chip number with my cat when I got them. You had one job. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting text messages and uh, phone calls saying that they found my cat and I need to come get them when my cat is sitting next to me on the couch. <laughs> me? Yeah, what? <laughs> so I have this. Okay, so we're going to say, I'm going to reference her as K. Okay. okay, just the letter K. For kitty cats. I don't. I, I don't want to give. I don't know. I don't want to give out anybody's name just because. Mm -hmm. And so, this lady is. It says that this person K has my cat, and here is their phone number to get in touch with them to get my cat back. So I text this phone number, and was like, "Yo, I I heard you have my cat, but my cat's at my house. They're not missing." Okay, <laughs> and then. I get a then a voicemail, like a missed call and a voicemail from a vet now, not the vet that we go to. So I call them back, and that's where the lady, that's where she goes for her veterinary office. And they, like, scanned this this cat, which granted all these, every cat that is involved in this story is a tabby cat. If you know anything about tabby cats, they all look the freaking same. All so, are slight differences. Yeah, slight differences, but, like, Mm -hmm. All these cats look the same in all these yeah. pictures. Like, yes, slight differences. Their but mom's all... been around. <clears throat> but they are all very basic tabby cats. So I, I call the vet's office and I tell them, like, yo, my cat's not missing. I don't know what cat you guys have, but it's not my cat. And so I was like, I wonder if they switched our paperwork by accident when we, when we adopted, because we did the clear the cages. Mm -hmm. A lot was happening all at once. 
20 people were all in the cat room and there were two tabby kittens going at the same time and one of them was ours and one of them was this other lady and they looked almost exactly the same so i was like in my head i'm like we must have gotten the other tabby cats paperwork or something etc and this lady was like oh well you should just you know take your cat to the vet's office and get them scanned so you can update and get the actual correct chip number and i was like thank you that's a great idea um and i was like i will do that and she was like, good, I hope it all works out for you and hope they find whoever's cat we actually have, right? So apparently the lady, when she left then, she took the cat with her and she has now gotten my information from the vet's office thinking that this is my cat and she is missing her cat. Now her cat is a male tabby named Sancho. <laughs> Mine is a female tabby main, named Penny and apparently they're thinking this is Penny that they have, but it, they have a boy cat. And so... They are like, this lady like shows up to where I live. Oh, and I... is like, I'm at your <laughs> complex, blah, 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 da, da, da. Just come look at this cat. I'm telling you, you have my cat and you and I have your cat. And I was like, no, you don't have my cat. I have my cat. Like the fact that people don't think that I know my own cat. Like the, fact the that audacity. Cat's right beside you. Yeah, the audacity. I'm like, and she was like, well, has your cat been out? Did you not just like let in the wrong cat? Did you just fucking say that to me? Did you really think that I would just take in a random ass We're going to be calling the police now. Uh, and like, and this lady's like harassing me and I just, I'm not going to lie, I lied and I was like, I got to go back to work. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was working on the podcast, so. Only fans. Um, and so anyways, but I was like, lady, I was like, my cat doesn't have a collar. That cat has a collar and my cat is sitting next to me. Please leave me alone. Like, I'm gonna, I was like. Leave I, me alone. And I told her what the vet lady leave said. Leave Penny alone. I'm free Britney. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. I already told her what the lady said. And I was like, I'm going to go to my vet's office and get it and get her scanned and et cetera later on. And then she just keeps going on about this. And I, and it, and you know, pregnancy brain, it took me a minute to realize she's talking about a fucking boy cat and I have girl cat. Mm -hmm. So then I finally was like, you said your cat's name is Sancho. I'm assuming you have a boy cat, right? Yes. I have a female cat, so I do not have your cat. Now that that's cleared up, I'll figure out who I have, well, who they switched our numbers with, but that's none of your concern. Like, yeah. get out of this now. <laughs> yeah. So she then goes to the Humane Society to, to take this cat, and of course, they scan this cat, and now they're calling me, telling me, and leaving me voicemails, because my phone was just blasting that day. So now the Humane Society is now calling me, telling me that I need to bring my cat in, because this they're saying, this lady says, you have her cat, and we have your cat. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm going to have to go fight this bitch. Mm. I was like, I'm going to have to go fight someone mm -hmm. over my fucking cat. At the golf clubs. So, freaking... Um, and I have to go like meet my daughter's teacher. I have to, I have other things I'm trying to do today. This is a, this is a huge inconvenience mm. during this because it's Welcome so hot. Welcome to Monday. It's so hot and everything here. It's like record breaking temperatures. I know, and it's just so I much. hate it. I'm sweating so, all over the place. I had to go all the way across town, meet my child's, um, teacher, come back home, pick up, you know, the, the middle child, the 11 year old, uh, and grab them so that way they can hold the cat while we go across town and freaking this kid, he goes, so are we gonna have to fight someone? <laughs> I was like, I hope not. And he goes, well, just so you know, I'm good at arguing and I've been told that I'm good at arguing. I got your back. <laughs> You're I like, like, I really hope I don't get any teacher phone calls today. <laughs> I, know, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay. 
Well, at least we're, we're it's going down. We're going down with the fight, right? We go in there. The Humane Society people were so nice. The lady was not there anymore. And they just scanned my cat, and they were like, I was like, this is my cat. I don't know why, et cetera. They scanned my cat. Obviously, the number does not match the number that they have in the system. Mm -hmm. All they do is correct the number and send us on our way, and they took down the phone number for Kay, uh -huh. and they were going to call her and get that situated. You know what would be so funny? If that cat was Kay's cat, and then she's just like... Oh, she forgets who the fuck her cat is. Like, yeah. No, it ended up they ended up finding the lady whose cat it actually was that they had found. Oh. Um, and she lives a block from us. Oh. A fucking block away. And that's another reason why this lady was pushing so hard that that had been my cat because it was found in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm not the only one with a tabby cat. Yeah. Like, so anyways, that was my crazy cat story that took up like almost the entirety of my fucking day. It made me so mad. It stressed me out. My stomach was upset more than it should have been. And I was ready to punch someone. You should have. Oh, but she left. No, because yes. it's so stupid. Like, it's just like, you're telling someone, my cat is literally beside me. And they're just like, no, it's not. I have your cat. Um, You don't. You don't. It's not and, mine. Like, the cat, that the both the pictures of the cats, because she sent me a picture of the cat that she had found and a picture of her cat. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're all three tabbies. But mine is the smallest, most petite, and obviously feminine features. Mm -hmm. And these are all big husky boys. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it was just so annoying. <laughs> <clears throat> That's the case of the Mondays. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I just hit the mic. I'm so sorry, everybody. All right, Jake. Without further ado, Jake has an exciting top ten for us today. I don't know if it's exciting, but it's certainly interesting. I So normally we try to keep these hidden to get the reaction of other people, but because this one was too juicy that I found, it was like fresh off that website that I go to, the top ten website. Mm -hmm. I told Ashley, I was like, you need to do some research so we can have good banter on this because this one is like spicy. And so... Without further ado, this one is called The Top 10 Books You're Most Likely to Find in a Psychopath's Bedroom. Um, so, of course, yes. I got these top 10s from the top 10 website. That's what it's called, the top 10. Uh, so, also for my extra information, I got brief synopsis from Wikipedia. Uh, head there if you want more info or do some Google research. Or you could read these books if you really want to. Uh, some of these titles are quite interesting, but they're also horrific. So, without further ado, let's get into top 10. Woo! Woo! So this is this was quite like some of the stuff that I was reading. It was quite interesting. Yeah, uh, and so we're gonna go ten to one like we normally do. Uh, so top ten. Uh, I thought it was funny. This one was on the list because when I did the synopsis, I'm like, well, it's not that bad, but it's concerning the person whom we all love. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I am wearing red today. We're both wearing red I know. today. But at least mine is saved by the Chiefs. I know, mine is saved by patriotic stars. <laughs> Some might argue that that goes along with this. <laughs> it goes for number one. <laughs> uh, but, so top ten. Uh, ten, Trump, The Art of the Deal by Donald J. Trump and Tony Schwartz. Um, so this book basically talks about Trump's childhood. Uh, chump? Why did I say chump? Trump's childhood. Well, Trump uh, is a chump, so there you go. <laughs> uh, and his early work in New York, uh, creating the Trump Foundation, like the organization in Trump Tower. The book also contains an 11-step formula for business success. I don't know how successful things have been. Yeah. Um, fun fact, during Trump's uh, 2016 campaign for the presidency of the United States, 
Uh, Trump cited it as one of his proudest accomplishments and his second favorite book, of course, after the Bible. Uh, Schwartz called writing the book his greatest regret in life without question. <laughs> I thought that was like when I read that, I was like, you know what, dude? I'm with you on that. Like, and I felt bad because it said like that he only did it because of financial reasons because mm-hmm. they like fronted him a quarter of a million dollars plus mm-hmm. like half the you know residual income from everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn man, I probably would have taken it. I would have taken it. <laughs> no. I would have taken it. I'm not gonna uh-huh. turn down a quarter of a million uh-huh. dollars. I don't give a fuck who I'm writing about. I'm not gonna turn down a quarter of a million dollars. Uh-huh. Um, and so. <laughs> Both he and his book's publisher, Howard Kamsky, alleged that Trump had played no role in... I would say Kaminsky on that Kaminsky, Kaminsky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that is an I. Alleged that Trump played no role in the actual writing of the book. Uh, Trump has personally given conflicting accounts on the question of authorship. I was trying... I was like, I know it said there, like, what he said, too. um, Because they have said, like, the publishing company said that Trump did not write a single word in that. And Schwartz said that he, like, went back and listened to a bunch of phone calls that Trump did mm-hmm. to see, like, what he did and how he did it. You know what I mean? All of his business calls. Mm-hmm. And he, like, called him a sociopath. And he said that he would, like, go back, if he could name it now, and call it, like, the art of the sociopath instead of the art of the deal <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Like, he went, like, the actual author um, kind of, yeah, went off, like, he felt bad, but the... I don't know how much he can complain because, to be honest, he made money off the book. And then also when Trump was being elected president and going through all that, the book skyrocketed and sold, like, millions more copies. So he was getting money for that, too. Uh, That's what I thought was also interesting. He was saying all this different stuff, but, like, he got money off of it. And when Trump became president, that was the best thing that could ever happen to this uh, publishing Mm -hmm. company and to the author because they made a lot of money during that time yes it's just like it's kind of crazy i think it's so funny though what schwartz said he said that okay so schwartz was the subject of a july 2016 article in the new yorker and this is from wikipedia Mm -hmm. in which he describes trump unfavorably and relates how he came to regret writing the art of the deal he also stated that if it were to be written today it would be very different and titled the sociopath Schwartz repeated his self-criticism on Good Morning America, saying he had put lipstick on a pig. In response to these claims, Trump's attorneys demanded that Schwartz cede all his royalties from the book to Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that actually happened, though, or not. Yeah, there wasn't really any follow-up. I could have deep-dived, but I was like, do I care? Not really. But, yeah, this was, like, I think it was very telling because Trump has, like, I'm trying to look to see where I read where, like... Trump said that he wrote, he had written it, and then where he also said he didn't. Well, there's also a conflicting thing about the eleven step formula because other people oh, said that it was that the eleven step formula was from other like self help type of books. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Okay, I found it. It says according to Schwartz, in July 2016, Trump did not write any of the book, choosing only to remove a few critical mentions of business colleagues at the end of the process. Trump responded with conflicting stories, saying, I had a lot of choice of who to have write the book, and I chose Schwartz. But then he said, Schwartz didn't write the book, I wrote the book. 
and of course, former Random House, the publisher, mm-hmm. head Howard Kaminsky. The book's original publisher said Trump didn't write a postcard for us. The book was published with the authorship given as Donald Trump with Tony Schwartz, mm-hmm. um, simply because he was like he produced the book mm-hmm. was the only reason why he got his name on there, and it was about him. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it's really telling, though, that this guy, like, listened to him and all this kind of stuff, and he said he would call it the sociopath. He only did it for money. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's really telling. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense as to why that would be on a so- in a sociopath's <laughs> house. Not, yeah. But, like, what scares me more is I worked in an office, right? Mm. And I worked there for almost five years, and it was, like, the red dot in our sea of blue right where mm-hmm. we are, which I should really say we're a blue island because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we're surrounded by red outside mm-hmm. of where we're at. Anyways, and, like, I remember that my the guy that owned the business, he loved Trump. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, Trump's The Art of the Deal books and, like, would give them to people and stuff like oh. that. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, like some reading some of this stuff, I'm like, how crazy are these people now? Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on? I just want to know, has Trump taken mug shots yet? I don't know. I want to see his mug shots when they come out. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I want to see That's that so floating bad. in the news. Um, but it's no, just that was multiple states. Yeah. <laughs> One for every state. Yeah. Um, but no, that was interesting. Uh, number nine, it's called Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller. <laughs> this is quite a doozy. Uh, cause it starts off bad, but then gets better. <laughs> it's weird. You uh, said it, but then gets better. <laughs> because, so this is an autobiographical novel by Henry Miller that is best known as notorious for its candid sexuality. With the resulting social uh, controversy considered responsible for the free speech that we now take for granted in literature. Uh, Miller wrote the book between 1930 and 1934 during his nomadic life in Paris. Uh, Miller gave the following explanation of why the book's title was Tropic of Cancer. It was because to me, this is Miller's quote, is because to me cancer symbolizes the disease of civilization, the endpoint of the wrong path, the necessity to change course radically to start completely over from scratch. Of course, his book was banned between the 1940s to the 1960s. However, it's now considered one of the top 100 books to read before you die. Uh, yeah, also, I was going to say, I was going to say it shows also here on Wikipedia um, that it says its publication in 1961 in the United States by Grove Press led to obscenity trials that tested American laws on pornography in the early 1960s. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until 1964 that the U.S. Supreme Court declared the book Mm non-obscene. And now it's regarded, you know, an important work of 20th century literature. But I'm like, what makes... Okay, so I understand why this book was controversial, Mm -hmm. but what makes it sociopathic? I know. That, That's it's the just part on I didn't the, on this It was book. just on the list of whoever created this. See, yeah. So, but I just didn't know if you there was something that you know, for you stood out as, oh, that makes sense as to why a sociopath would have that. Unless, okay, I'm gonna go on a tangent here. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I can think of that would list it with a sociopath would be the fact that lots of times when you have like someone who is a sociopath and they're off killing people and doing this and that, a lot of times mm-hmm. there is sexual. Stuff mm-hmm. involved. Well, we'll get so, to that later on with some of those well, other things. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, I know. God. But I just want to know, like, is it because of the sex that ties it I into I think that? maybe that's what the person who produced this list uh, was probably thinking. Because 
basically, like, Henry Miller, his nomadic life in Paris was, like, banging people left, right, and center, and, you know, having a, having a great time. See, yeah. Eating a bagel and banging some hookers. And her yeah. people who consented. It says, as a struggling writer, Miller describes his experience living among a community of Bohemians in Paris where he intermittently suffers from hunger, homelessness, squalor, loneliness, and despair over his recent separation from his wife. Apparently he gets over her by banging everybody he sees. Basically. Because it talks about a lot of, like, sex and conceptions of women. Mm-hmm. And I... I think at one point I even said that it has, like, sex from different people's point of view Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so I guess maybe, are they considering the fact that writing about that would be considered? Like, taboo, yeah, like, like you couldn't do it. Like, crazy? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was, like, I think that maybe it would be an interesting book to read, but I don't, I personally didn't see why it was considered to be on a sociopath list. Yeah. Well, this one says psychopath. Um, but I don't know. I just thought it was well, that's interesting. A, I swear no. I read Sociopath somewhere, though, in, uh, like, the email that you sent. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, you did no write Psychopath. See, yeah. okay, this is, okay. I'm gonna go off here for a second. This is what I'm fucking talking about with Pregnancy Brain, okay? Because I swear to God that that said Sociopath, not Psychopath. And this is not the first time this has happened to me, where I am, like, making up words, like, and I am like, I feel like I've got like dyslexia where they're like, and this is going to say chocolate Am I now. Meghan Markle and you're Kate and I have to say, you have baby brain and you just like get so offended that I said that <laughs> and tell Prince William and then he tells my husband and then we get into like a little tough. Except I'm the only ginger. <laughs> <laughs> she wins. <laughs> but no, it, like pregnancy brain is so real and I think I put in sociopath where because we read it in Trump. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's yeah, sitting it called the sociopath yeah. in the Trump mm-hmm. one. So, but yeah, like for me, I literally thought that that was sociopath, not psychopath, the entire time <laughs> that I had been reading all of this. Like from the moment you fucking sent this email to me, like the first time. Like a week ago. It has said sociopath in my brain. <laughs> but I have been like at work, I am reading labels wrong. I am doing stuff <laughs> like the other day. They were like, oh, I damaged out this bread. Hey, you want to try a piece? And I looked at it and I said, oh, yeah, because it says it's cinnamon and chocolate. I'll try it because of the chocolate. And they looked at me and they're like, what the fuck is she talking about? And then, and they're like, honey, that doesn't say chocolate. I looked at it again. It did not say chocolate. Cinnamon and sugar. It was just cinnamon brioche. Oh, brioche. I fucking made up chocolate somewhere. <laughs> I swear, though, I read the word chocolate. Then that's when you grab that cinnamon thing, go in the back, and just dip it in chocolate. I, I think, I feel like, <laughs> I literally feel like I'm losing my mind right now. But not just here in this setting, but like, mm-hmm. in general, in life, mm-hmm. I am losing my fucking mind. Okay. <laughs> I just needed to be established. <laughs> and I told Jake, I was like, I, I swear I read up on this stuff, but man. Now this shit is, is going to be brain. a really good conversation because you're thinking psychopath. I'm thinking psychopath. You're thinking social. They're kind of the same thing. They're similar, but I I, I'm not going to sit here and say the claim to know what the exact definition of either is, no. but I know there is a difference. There is probably a difference. I just thought this is all with a grain of salt, too. We did the research, but like this top 10 list, anyone can create them. This is what this person chose to add to the list. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was uh, interesting. When we're done with this, we should ask everyone what books they would take off or which ones they would add. 
bad. Yeah, I want to know the additions. I want to know what people think that they that like we should replace in this top list, mm-hmm. in this top ten list. Mm-hmm. So that'll be very interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> then we'll know our audience. <laughs> Which one of you do we have to look out for? Hey, <laughs> who do uh, I need to block on social media? No. I know. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> you can't have my baby, Jake. <laughs> uh, my name's not Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> it's Rumpled Foreskin. No. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. I just that makes me think of something else. Okay. So now here comes the question: If my baby's a boy, do I get him circumcised? Doesn't everyone nowadays? Isn't that like the thing? I don't know. I suggest not to, just because you know. I feel like that's really like torture to put your baby through that. Yeah, because it's like cliff and snip, and they're crying. There's no like iodine till afterwards. Because you don't, I mean, as long as you properly, like, clean it, it mm-hmm. should be okay. It's, like, it's literally nature. Mm-hmm. How nature intended it to protect your penis. So, I don't know. That's, like, a really different conversation. But <laughs> yeah. that's, like, a thought that, like, makes me nervous. If this, And I think this is a boy. <laughs> like, I think I'm pregnant with a boy this time. And... <laughs> the penis question, it makes me nervous. Penis. I also don't want the pee, I also don't want pee, like, flying up at me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It was bad enough like, with a girl, ah! because it still can come up at you some, you know what I mean? If they're peeing hard enough, but, like... Boy, all over the walls. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom told me that when I was a baby, she had me on the changing station. She turned to, like get a diaper or something, and when she turned back around, I had sprayed freaking diarrhea all over the wall. <laughs> and I'm Babies. like, oh my god, I never wanted to have kids after I heard that story. <laughs> but yet, here we are. Here you are. Too deep now. Too deep. Ugh. Anyways. Guess I just get Lady Man Romeo. They just, you know, shit on their own in a box. <laughs> in the corner. We all know I have a cat. So. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure it's your cat? Because apparently, well, now it is. They changed the paperwork. <laughs> yes, apparently I don't know my own fucking cat, everybody. I, I might be a psychopath after I the other know. day. Shit. Red rum. <laughs> uh, number eight, The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Did it, is it Niccolo? Is Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Give me Machiavelli. some Machiavelli. Yeah. Machiavelli. Because when it's Italian, you have yeah, to a... say all of it. So Machia. Okay. Yeah. Machiavelli. Uh, The Prince is basically a practical guide for ruling, though some scholars argue that the book was intended as a satire and essentially a guide on how not to rule. Uh, Some of the chapters talk about the advantages and disadvantages that attend various routes to power, uh, how to acquire and hold new states, how to deal with internal insurrection, how to make alliances, and how to maintain a strong military. Uh, for historical context, Machiavelli sets down his account and explanation of the failure of past Italian rulers and concludes with an impassioned plea to the future rulers of the nation of Italy. Because there were some points that he directly wrote to the person who was like ruling at the time when he was writing this book. So uh, I think, I don't know why that would, you'd find that in a psychopath, but maybe to like rule the world or something, I could see that, but... 
here, this was kind of just, uh, I think it was more of like, this is what you do and not to do. And I think it was more because of the times that uh, this author was living in. It's kind of like, you know. It was literally published was, in 1532. Yeah. Shit was crazy back then. Yeah. I mean, shit's crazy now, them, but, you know, but it was a like, different kind of crazy yeah. back then. Um, And so it's just like... Here, I when I was reading, I was like, mm, I don't think it's psychopathic. It could be just like you know the author, the person who was doing this post was thinking just about the practical guide for ruling, mm-hmm. like how to rule something or overtake something. See, yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It even like you like you said, some people thought it was a satire. Yeah. So I'm like, was this a really like supposed to be funny, yeah. like a really early version of comedy? Yeah. From the 1500s. And again, I mean, like, unless like, like Italian said, Shakespeare, <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. Again, I mean, unless it's the whole, like you said, take over the world, mm-hmm. conquer everybody, I'm turning into a next Hitler type thing. Like, well, this would be pre Hitler, but well, but you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't see the point of why this makes someone a psychopath. Uh huh. And I didn't see that too. I was just like, maybe the whole point. Uh, was to just because of like, uh, just ruling in general. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, and I get how it was like influential because I see that it says that it sometimes claimed to be one of the first works of modern philosophy, especially mm-hmm. modern political philosophy. Political philosophy, yeah. Um, in which the effectual truth is to be taken is taken to be more important than any abstract ideal. Um, it says it's also notable for being in direct conflict with the dominant Catholic and scholastic doctrines of the time, mm-hmm. particularly those concerning politics and ethics. I mean, it also contributed to the modern negative connotations of the words politics and politician in Western countries. So, I mean, yeah. I-, I can see where... <sighs> I don't even know how to describe what I'm trying to say. Like... I can see where someone would think it was weird to have mm-hmm. this book, but again, I don't necessarily think psychopath yeah. or sociopath. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're actually reading it and taking it. I mean, like, like I'm gonna, you know, like for real, start my own nation. Like, with if they're not, you know, mm-hmm. just reading it for pleasure. If they're really like trying to get information from it on mm-hmm. how to conquer, then maybe that it, that would be concerning. Mm-hmm. And maybe think you should be in a loony bin, mm. but I don't necessarily think you're a psychopath. Yeah. I think you're just a little cuckoo in the cabeza, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I don't know, because a lot of some of the stuff, though, like how it's, like, it says that it's, like, laid out, like this one, and then the next one that we're about to bring up, it's mm. just, it seems kind of abstract, because this, it's like, it's a letter to so-and-so, mm-hmm. and then the, the subject of the letter, and it's, like, letters, and this and that, and it's, like, weird stuff, and I'm kind of like... Okay, so how the hell did you guys, like, read this random stuff? I know. Stuff? Especially the next one, because I was like... Yeah, the next one's I was a little, like, I was like, I, I needed you to go a little deeper on that one. On, on the, the next, next one? one? Yeah, to because I was kind of like, I don't understand well, how this would so make you that. Well, there's so much for that. No, well, the, I just think that's what... The, whoever did the top ten, that's what they're thinking. Yeah. That's not necessarily what I'm thinking, or, you know, the... I the Prince one I probably take out the next one I would probably take out too, because it's not and there it's just more quotes than anything. <coughs> uh, the next one we can just go to is number seven quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong, uh, Chairman Mao's book uh, is quotes. That's basically what it is. This book is a book of statements from speeches and writings, 
by uh, the former chairman of the Communist uh, Party, Mao Zedong, from 1964 to about 1976. Uh, it was widely distributed during the Cultural Revolution. Um, <clears throat> the most popular versions were printed in small sizes that could easily be carried and were, bra were bound in bright red covers. Thus commonly known uh, internationally as the Little Red Book, the book's popularity may be because it was essentially an unofficial requirement for every Chinese citizen to own and to read and to carry at all times during the latter half of Mao's rule, especially during the Cultural Revolution. Um, there was a lot in it. There was, like, so many, um, like, different quotes on, like, you know, like, I would almost say, I don't want to say religious per se, but it's, like, you know, how to, like, bring up your family or what you should do like for etiquette or you know different mm -hmm. things like that like it was interesting it was more I think just like his personal well of course it was like his personal thoughts but like it's weird when I was reading the Wikipedia like article and also like side researching it was like basically the CCP uh, the Communist Party Chinese Communist Party and China thank you because I was like I don't know what <laughs> yeah. he means by the CCP hold <laughs> Um, is that they basically had all these different things and it's basically like how the Bible became to be, but for, you know, Mao's book is that they took all these different quotes and there was a, like, originally it was like, you know, X, I forgot how much it was. It was like, you know, a couple hundred quotes here and there about different things. They organized mm -hmm. it. Then they had like, um, a meeting and decided let's expand on this and, you oh, know, God. And they added more things and made it more structurally sound. Um, but uh, interesting note, if you, I went down the rabbit hole on this one because it's like, what happened during the Chinese Cultural Revolution? Yes, uh, please tell us. Oh, I, I do want to know. Oh, actually. you didn't read it. I read part you of it. You should go read some of that. I read parts of stuff, but like I'm lots telling of people you, man, died. Uh, with any revolution, a lot of people die. Um, is that <laughs> it sucks. Oh, that's but, so fucked up. Um, one part that got me <laughs> was uh, there was brutal killings in like one, oh, I can't pronounce it, in one of the uh, states uh, where they would like behead people or torture them. Uh, like the one horrific one that I read that happened that was documented is this girl got like raped. Then they like sliced her open <laughs> and like, like mm. sliced out her heart and her liver and barbecued them and then like the rapists ate her like heart and liver so there was like um some can like there's a lot of like uh cannibalism on some of these um and some of these like during the cultural revolution and some of these like different like towns and mm -hmm. states of like and now it's like people are like we don't do that anymore. You know, was, I was reading that. that I know. And I was reading this quote. I was like, oh, yeah, that was back in the 60s. But we don't. And you would think, oh, it's so funny, like 1960, right? But no, that just mm -hmm. happened, like, in the, like, you know, mid to late 60s. And it's just like, oh, people were eating people. Oh, and that's like, all. Brutal. That's, you know, can I get some. Those uh, generations are still alive. I like, know. Those generations uh... are still alive. And it's like, oh, but we don't do that anymore. But no. It's interesting to not, you know, to eat the heart and the liver because, you know, that's, you know. What are they really selling at Chinese wet markets? <laughs> you think it's tiger penis, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> you fucking said tiger penis. 
And that's going to be the name of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they say it's tiger penis. They say it's tiger penis, but it's human. No. Oh, my God. Pickled human penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh can I get some PHP. of this hardball? <laughs> yeah. Let me get some PHP. Uh, <laughs> ironically, there's a whole bunch of hard-boiled eggs in here, too. What's going on? Those aren't wow. eggs. Those are testicles. Uh, Go ahead. Bite into one. I know. Uh, oh, my God. So, you know, what I found interesting about this is that they were, that this is on the psychopath list that somebody decided to put it on there. I know mm-hmm. whoever made it. Mm-hmm. But yet, they're, like, talking about how... Quotations contain, then they're just calling the, and the, it was referenced a lot as Little Red Book mm-hmm. or Treasured Little Red Book and mm-hmm. things like that. But then, like on Wikipedia, they just short it down to quotations to reference the book. So mm-hmm. the book, quotations, continues to be a symbol of Mao Zedong. I'm so terrible at no, anything. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thought in China today. Mm-hmm. In certain situations, the, the quotations is given as a gift. For example, when public funds are involved or when personal events arise, such as congratulating newlyweds and so on. Mm -hmm. So if this is so, like, diabolical and psycho, why the hell are people giving it as a fucking gift at your wedding? I know. The issue is, like, done at weddings and that, too. So uh, it says, today in China, the book quotations from Chairman... How did you say his name? Mao? Mao. Mao Zedong. Chairman Mao, that's usually just what we say. Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao is mostly seen by the Chinese people as a piece of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. And then I saw that when he stopped being the chairman and the next one, like, came up, it just kind of, like, dropped off and now it's that nostalgia or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I thought, I was like, that's very interesting. But what I thought was cool was Mm -hmm. how a lot of stuff here on Wikipedia shows it in... The, the the Chinese writing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool to, to see the symbols and because it shows traditional Chinese and simplified Chinese. And I was like, oh, I can see how they got from that to that and that to that, looking at these symbols or whatever. But still, simplified Chinese looks hard as fuck still. Mm-hmm. And, well, I just Wikipedia just the Cultural Revolution. So basically, it was about 10 years from uh, May 1966 to October 1976. It wasn't really that long ago, no. you know, give or take 40, 50 years. But um, motive was per- preservation of communism by purging capitalistic and traditional elements. Uh, the power struggle between the Maoists and the pragmatists, pragmatics. Uh, the outcome basically was economic activity was halted and historical and cultural material was destroyed. Death, hundreds of thousands <laughs> to maybe millions of civilians. Uh, you had the Red Guard and lots of military deaths. Um... But also is basically because there's also uh, the Great Chinese Famine from 59 to 61 where, you know, there wasn't a lot of food. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shit going on at this time. So yeah. I could understand if you got, like, you know, a little bit hungry and just, you know, your neighbors on the ground. But uh, <laughs> they don't know how many people really died. That's why the range is from hundreds of thousands to maybe millions. Um, because there was massacres that took place nationwide. Um, yeah, the uh, the the Guanxi massacre, which is the cannibalism one, mm-hmm. occurred. There was stuff happening in Mongolia. Uh, Red Guards destroyed lots of historical relics and artifacts. Um, they ransacked cultural religious sites. Um, lots of people were persecuted and jailed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then you would suffer public humiliation, imprisonment. There's torture, the labor camps. This there's still like labor medieval camps. Medieval shit. Like, yeah, there's still some m- of this you know, hard labor like, camps. What was but, happening? Okay. Um, now I have a question. Mm-hmm. How far off was your partner born from this time period? Like, what year was he born? Um, let's see. Nineteen what? Same as me, so it was eighty-two. Okay, so I don't know. I thought you were older than that than me. No. Like I thought you were that like more older than me. Wow. Because I was born eighty nine. I don't know why. Uh, to me, I thought you were like the same. My it's just like three years different from my husband. I thought you were the same age as my husband. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why. So you're talking almost like six years difference of when it ended to you know that. Your but husband could have been a to... sacrifice. Your husband could <laughs> no. have been eaten as a baby. As a baby. Oh, he could have been a fresh suckling babe that they ate and feasted mm. upon. What if they, like, he just barely missed it. Mm-hmm. So does he, like, does he have any, like, stories where, like, his parents remember this and talk about it? I didn't ask him for this, but I've n- I've never heard anything, like, and I don't think it could be, uh... No one has ever referenced yeah, it. Yeah, okay. ever referenced I it. was just curious, being as you literally live with someone from China. Mm-hmm. Born, what we what did we just established, six years different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just curious. Um, But, yeah, so, like, like I said, I think that this... This is just seems like a Chinese treasure of nostalgia. It does mm-hmm. not seem to me that psychopathic. However, mm-hmm. I didn't really go into a lot of the quotes. I know that it had like um, it had a thing where it talks about the Communist Party, classes and class struggles, socialism and communism, and the different chapters, the correct handling of contradictions among the people. War and peace. It just sounds like mm-hmm. he was just trying to control the people. It sounds like what happened in Russia. You know. Throughout history, they say on estimate because people were there was this when I was doing my historical studies back in the day mm-hmm. that the number one country in the world that has lost the amount of lives, whether it's by wars or internally, is Russia. They estimated that 40 to 60 million Russians have died over the course of all the like wars and stuff, Damn. and just like. Russians like killing their own people and that, like during you know Lenin and Stalin and all that, That's all insane. those rulers. And so they say, yeah, that um, Russians are probably the number one loss of life throughout history through all their just different revolutions wow. and you know the czars. Do you know, do you and know, all know all any other stuff. top countries, or was that just? No, I'm sure China would come in close. China, like yeah, the Asian especially countries. since they have such a long like, documented history. It's, and it's funny because so this quote. So don't quote me on this, but uh, and don't be angry, podcasters or listeners. So with like my partner and also other like Asian people I know, the joke is all Asians hate all other Asians, but we get along is because. For different points for the different empires throughout Asia's history, you know, China. at one point China ruled different parts, you know, as big as like the you know, Chinese empire. But, you know, Korea ruled some parts, Japan ruled different parts, mm-hmm. the Philippines ruled some parts, like, you know, until the British Empire came and fucked a lot of things up. But the thing is, is that... Well, it's very similar in yeah. Latin America, though. Uh-huh. And so that's why, like, the joke, and there's the saying, all Asians hate other Asians, but we get along, is because at one point in time, another Asian country at that time period ruled that char- country yeah. of, mo- like, the not the modern-day like, countries. Like, get the fuck no. out, bitch. Yeah, you yeah. know. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right, so then... 
since this is definitely we knew this was going to be a long discussion and so we did kind of we are going to try to break this up into a two-parter mm-hmm. but we are going to squeeze do you want to squeeze this last book in this we one? should squeeze the last one okay and, that way it's even um could this one this one uh, is basically i wrote a lot so it's kind of self-explanatory okay, so book number six so book number six is the turner diaries by william luther pierce uh the turner diaries is a 1978 fictional novel by William Luther Pierce, published under the pseudonym Andrew McDonald. It depicts a violent revolution in the United States which leads to the overthrow of the federal government, a nuclear war, and ultimately a race war which leads to the systematic extermination of non-whites and Jewish people. All groups opposed by the novel's protagonist, Earl Turner, including Jewish people, non-white people, liberal actors, and politicians are mass-murdered. Uh, the Turner Diaries was described as being explicitly racist and anti-Semitic by the New York Times and has been labeled the Bible of the Racist Right by the FBI. The book was greatly influential in shaping white nationalism and the later development of the white genocide conspiracy theory. It also inspires numerous hate crimes and acts of terrorism, including the 1984 assassination of Allen Berg, the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, and the 1999 London nail bombings. Uh, it's good to note that in late 2020, Amazon removed all new and used print and digital copies of the Turner Diaries from its book-selling platform, including old subsidiaries. In Canada, this is interesting, I like this. Mm-hmm. In Canada, the Turner Diaries is one of the many titles considered by the government of Canada to be obscene and hate propaganda under the criminal code. The title is one of numerous titles to be confiscated when discovered in postal deliveries within Canada's extensive Quarterly list of prohibited publications. See, yeah. Now that one, self-explanatory, very much a fucking psychopath if you own that book and you mm-hmm. have it in your house. Because just what the fuckity fuck. Mm-hmm. That's and, all I can say to and that. And it's like, oh, if you own fiction, it's fiction. But like people like, well, even nowadays and even during some other people's runs for presidency and that, I've heard this book quoted many times. You know? Really? Uh-huh. And so that's why I was like, Lots of like Nazis have this. I've never like yeah. I've never paid attention so uh, to quotes. But it's from like that, so that's so. why it's like oh you know surprise surprise no but um well, yeah white okay question you just said you heard a lot of politicians and stuff like that quote no no this not book. politicians my no, bad like, I heard like, you wrong um like Nazis or the like white oh, okay. nationalists I got you so you with know. the white nationalists so basically Trump yeah. followers so yeah. <laughs> have you did you ever hear Trump reference this no, no, book no 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 I don't think oh that would be all over the news no that is very true no. I mean, I'm just saying he, he, I think he picks and chooses he knows what he needs to do you know we'll see what happens in the next couple of months I mean I'm just saying but... like if he if he's being indicted and everything like doesn't that mean can't you like not run for presidency if you're like you would think I don't know I don't know how that works. So I think annoying. only if he gets like convicted, but who knows when those trials yeah. are gonna like but, yeah. take charge. It'll be it's it'll be interesting to watch the US between now and, you know, November of next year. Yeah. No, but it is kind of like disgusting to know how much books like this have influenced people and their decisions to go and hurt other people mm-hmm. and stupid shit like that. And I fully support, like, Amazon taking it off and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff because this shit should not be out in circulation. Mm-hmm. You're just giving and, like, I, crazy people so ideas. it's interesting because me as being, like, you know, my job and, like, librarian and, like, that, I kind of don't believe in, like, we have banned book week for, you know, numerous yeah. books that, you know, have been challenged on that. I don't know if I necessarily think 
some things like this, because there's still more on the list we'll cover in the next episode, that they should be banned, because I think lots of things... I'm going to go the cheap way and say historical context. Um, I'll say that, because, you know, you'll have writings from different people. I get and that. that. But, like... If it's something like this, is maybe it's like a hate thing, I think, you know, have the one copy that you wrote and call it a day. You don't need to be selling this. I, yeah. you know, it doesn't have it in the Library of Congress, you know, as the one like, copy, yeah. and you could go see it if you want it and be like, oh, look, there's yeah, a book. I get, that, I get the you point know. of historical mm-hmm. context and things like that. And this someone, but it is technically a piece of work. Yeah. It's, it's someone's uh-huh. art, it's someone's like thoughts, et cetera. Opinion, and, I, and I understand opinions. that. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And freedom that. of speech. Uh, exactly. And freedom of speech. However, I agree with you, just that mm. one copy, and I feel like it should only, like, it's like, how do you define who is, like, sane enough to read this and not put it into truth yeah. and, like, to get the actual context? Like, to start the movement or, you know. Yeah, you because know. I feel like in the hands of the wrong person, well, because I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of fucking stupid people in America. <laughs> Around the world. Yes, mm-hmm. just for the context of America, because I feel like yeah. this would be the place where someone, obviously, well, all has. the things you just yeah. read, you know what I'm saying? This is where, and especially in the time that we live in right now, where someone would right now read that mm-hmm. and, like, fucking start some crazy shit when mm-hmm. Trump's, like, going to court or some shit. Yeah. Like, I could see that happening, and well, look why at not January just be crazy? 6, you know. But <laughs> all over thing, again. Yeah, all over again. But the thing is, is, like, I, people, you, you have freedom of speech, yes, but the quote that I like that I've read many years ago, and I still quote it to this day, is, sure, you have freedom of speech, but that does not mean you have freedom of consequence. You know. Yes. And so the thing is, there's things called consequences. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but trust me, there's consequences. You say to someone what you really think about them and your opinion, and they pop you in the face. That's the consequence. You know, or you tweet out something, and ten years later, it comes to bite you in the ass, yeah, and you don't get the, to host the Oscars. Yeah, like that's like, that's shit. the consequence. And you know, we all have these free. Well, generally, I'm going to say we, if we're talking about America or Western nations, you have these these things that you can do if you want to. You can say you can look at all the trolls that sit behind their computers and type all this shit. Well, some of them get in trouble for it and they get fired from the job. That's the consequence of your freedom, that you can spout off whatever you feel and whatever you like, but there could be a consequence. And so that's I said. That's why I like the quote. You have freedom of speech, but that does not guarantee freedom from consequence. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that. I like that. That's a good, I think that's a good way to wrap that up right mm-hmm. there is actually is you do not have the freedom of consequence. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, if people wanted to share their thoughts with us on any of these books, you can always find us on social media. And first up, we are on Instagram at Wait, What Did You Just Say Podcast. The next we have TikTok. We're not doing those as much, but we're going to try. You know, we've been busy. But it's going to be. Well, I'm not going to lie. I've been sick. Yeah. I have been puking every day. I'm sorry. It has put me behind on my life in general. But it's okay. You know, this was a passion project. Uh, we're still doing it, despite what our husbands think. Yes. <laughs> we So we do have TikTok. It's going to be the acronym WWDYJS Podcast. So what, did, what? wait, what did you just say podcast? So just the acronym and podcast at the end. What else do we have? We also have Facebook on wait, what did you just say is the name of our page with the comma and the question mark. And then we have the YouTube, which is great. We've got a lot of views. So thank you if you watched it. Yes, we love you. It's going to be at, wait, what did you just say? 
And lastly, you can always send us an email if you have something lengthy to say or any questions. It does come straight to us at wait what did you just say podcast at gmail.com. No commas, no nothing in that, just in case. Again, email is wait what did you just say podcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for journeying with us. We love you all. And see see y'all next time on Wait, What What Did Did You Just Say? say?